my spooky friends. This is your host, John, from Dairyland Frights, a paranormal podcast that covers everything creepy, spooky, and mysterious in the Midwest. And again, I am so excited because I have so many great guests, and it continues with Chelsea Deanne from Station 59. Welcome, Chelsea. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Oh, pleasure's all mine. Uh, I love your podcast. So let's get right into it. So why don't you tell my spooky friends a little bit why you're interested in the paranormal and uh, a little bit about your podcast. Okay. Well, as as far as why I'm interested in the paranormal, I actually grew up in a house that had a lot of activity. So... Yeah, well, could be nice, could be terrifying, okay, depending on the day. <laughs> could be my flesh is being ripped off. Uh, that's that's <laughs> nice. Thanks a lot, John. Oh, sorry. We had we had some nice interactions, and then we had some other ones that were definitely on the scary side. Um, mm. And that just it really intrigued me. And I grew up watching like scary movies and things like that. And I was like, mm. let's see what this is really all about in the real sure. world, you know? Sure. Sure. So your podcast, um, which I love, I highly recommend to all my spooky friends. Chelsea uh, does a great job. She's funny. Um, she goes on some different adventures. Um, she is from the Midwest, too. I am from Wisconsin. She is from Iowa. So, yeah, Midwest. Um, so with your podcast, uh, before I get to a personal story, do you, uh, your podcast, like, Tell me about, do you take things, like I said, you don't take things seriously, but you've had some pretty cool adventures. Do you want to talk about any of those to my spooky friends, especially being locked up in a jail? You're just <laughs> talking about, right? Now, so, she didn't yeah. do anything. She didn't yeah. do anything. Chelsea didn't do anything. All right. Let me make that clear. She did this on purpose. <laughs> they locked me down. They finally caught me. <laughs> um, That's a different tape, people. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, my friends and I had start decided that we wanted to investigate and, um, kind of have our own experiences. And I thought it'd be great for the show to, uh, be able to speak about my personal experiences as well. So now I've been to an investigation at the Missouri State Penitentiary. Um, also been to the squirrel cage jail here in Iowa. And that, that one, we stayed the entire night, um, and had some really, really cool interactions there. Nice. And let's give the spooky friends a little tease. What kind of name one interaction at the Squirrel Jail in Iowa that you had that really didn't really shake you, but kind of made you like, ooh, okay, what the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll give you I'll give you my best one that I had there. Love so, it. <laughs> um, I had gone to use the restroom. There's one working restroom in the jail. I okay. uh, love that my story starting out that way. But yeah. uh, so I was off on my own and my friends were on the total opposite side of the jail. Mm-hmm. And I was washing my hands. And as I'm kind of scrubbing and I'm looking down, I watch as the faucet turns mm-hmm. by itself in the water shuts off. Nice. And I was oh like, oh my goodness. Okay. All great. Right. <laughs> <laughs> interesting um and you also talked about the missouri state penitentiary which is i've i haven't done that one yet i will be doing that in the future i've already done the ohio state reformatory that's that's on my list um and i talked to people who've been there everybody had experiences there too so missouri i know the one of the things they caught it the 47 acres of blood Mm -hmm. because it was such a violent terrible place um why don't you give me a little quick you know story of something happening to you there uh we heard a lot of footsteps at missouri Mm -hmm. state so there was a point i believe we were in building three i want to say um and we were off on our own and Mm -hmm. i kind of called out you know if there's anyone in here with us can you give us a sign and i hear a footstep down at the end of the hallway yeah and there were other people in the jail or the penitentiary there as well. And so I was like, is there a living person that's walking around? Can someone answer me just 
to debunk this. And I got no answer except for another footstep at the other end of the hallway. And I was like, oh, okay. So then my friend and I kind of looked and it looked like a shadow kind of went peeked his little head out. And I was like, are we really seeing this? And I turned my light on and there was nothing there. Ooh, nice. I love that. I love that. So before we get started, I always ask my guests, can you tell me and my spooky friends about a personal story? It can be funny, it can be super scary. Just give a personal story, any age, anything, you know. Yeah, Uh, this is my personal favorite. So uh, I would say it's probably my scariest story or encounter that I've had. And it Mm. was at the house that I grew up in. Okay. Um, and I do talk about this in one of my episodes. So if you've heard this story before, I apologize. Um, but I was in the basement of my house and I was doing my laundry and it was this long, unfinished part of the basement. And sorry, I got tangled up in my headphone cord. <laughs> it's all right. Oh, maybe a ghost um, did it. Maybe a ghost did it. <laughs> I hope not. I'm in a brand new house. <laughs> okay. Let's but, um, we, I was doing my laundry and I would kind of do this thing where I would look down to one side of the lawn, the basement because okay. there was this storage closet that just gave me the heebie-jeebies, just hated it. Mm-hmm. And so I would look, make sure that that door was still shut, and then I'd come back mm-hmm. and do my laundry. And I'd look and I'd come yeah. back and do my laundry. And at yeah. one point, I look down the, mm-hmm. down the length of the basement and I see a shadow on the wall. Ooh, and right. I don't really... Th- I don't really think anything of it because I'm like, that's okay. my shadow. Mm-hmm. And I go back to doing my laundry and then it just wasn't sitting right with me. So I look at it again and I kind of lean back and the shadow doesn't move with me. Ooh. And I realize that's not my shadow and nobody else okay. is in the basement with me. Okay. All right. And that's when the shadow, it's like, it's like it was waiting for me to notice it almost. It dropped yeah. down behind my pool table. Ooh, and then it kind of peeked its head out like it was I, it was like crouched down on the floor almost but it like creeped its head out from behind the pool table yeah uh-huh. and i thought that thing was gonna run at me and so i bolted and i never went in that basement again yeah yeah oh wow that <laughs> that is scary that is <laughs> that is something that Again, people don't understand who, like, I've talked to skeptics and everything like that, mm-hmm. is there's so much, how do you say, like, energy out there that's residual energy, and we just don't know what that is, right? Right. It's like when you're, and I've said this many times before and talked to our guests and they brought it up before, like, everything is energy in your house. So if you lived in your house for, like, 50 years, Right. And then, you know, you pass away or something and that person moves in, they're going to see things in that house that hopefully for the good, mm-hmm. if not, <laughs> or <laughs> shadow people or whatever, right? Something that might like, oh, there's maybe some bad mojo in this mm-hmm. in this house and everything. And, uh, and I keep going back to this because it was one of my favorite guests. Um, I interviewed this uh, woman. She's a witch in the Netherlands. She's a oh, cool. witch. And she talked about energy and like when her husband passed away, she likes his candle. And, she, and she's a good witch, by the way, Chelsea. I will have her <laughs> curse you if you get <laughs> <It's> Chelsea. Uh, <laughs> uh, no. So anyways, um, so she has all these things where she, Tries to help people, like people, like, you know, hey, I'm just having some, I don't know, depression or whatever. Not to mm-hmm. say that this is the cure, but she'll be like, she'll say prayers for them. She'll perform ceremonies from them. Uh, you know, she'll make these spell jars. And it's just amazing to me. Like, here's some energy she's putting in there to mm-hmm. help people. So right. it's just fascinating. It's just really fascinating to me. And like I said, uh, being that you're from Iowa, just tell this story really quick. So I, my grandma had this farm or a farmhouse, and this is where I got my, uh, paranormal life. So she had this old creepy farmhouse and we used to go and visit my grandma in Iowa all the time. And I'd be sleeping downstairs 
and I'd hear footsteps, I would hear creaking, I would hear all this stuff. And my grandma was hmm. like, ah, it's just an old house. But that's kind of where I got started, you know? Yeah. Just not knowing what that is. And and I'll just tell my story really quick that got me interested in is I was sitting there getting ready one morning and all of a sudden the door opened from the stairwell from the stairwell. Nobody was there. But I heard Ooh. footsteps. And I was like, whoa. And I was like a teenager at that time. And the cool thing, my mom was into the paranormal. Like, she read books about serial killers, and she loved paranormal stuff. <laughs> um, like I said, if you ever want me to be on the show, I will tell my Ed Gein story as well yes. as my Jeffrey Dahmer story. Uh, but my mom followed all that, too. So I got part of that as my love of the paranormal. <laughs> but I just think it's interesting that all of us do understand we're kind of skeptics, too, right? We want to debunk mm-hmm. some stuff. We're mm-hmm. not and i say this all the time we see something on youtube and they look at the ghost behind the the, the wall and right most of us and you're a smart woman you, you probably <laughs> like me go oh come on it's two guys with a camera in there yeah come on right <laughs> yeah just having some fun with it so like i said check out chelsea station 59 i'll put all the links in there and uh, you will love her show. She's very funny, by the way. That's what I like <laughs> about her. We we both don't take it seriously. So that's what makes our shows fun. So let's get right into it. And I do a little teaser okay. <laughs> before we get into it. And <clears throat> so here we go. Into the spookies. So the, uh, we're doing it on the Wood County. And you can't say insane asylum anymore. You got to say <laughs> asylum. Eh, PC. Um, <laughs> building was one of the hauntest, most haunted places in Wisconsin. The asylum was known for its cruel treatment of patients, numerous cover-ups, including patients' death. And check this out, Chelsea. A man who died fighting the devil. Oh, what? Yeah. Okay. Check that out. Uh, I'm intrigued. (laughs) (laughs) So before I get into um, this, I always do my sources. And I know you do that too. So that's uh, people can kind of look at it and do their own research if they want. Mm -hmm. So let's just get the sources out of the way. And the first one is Haunted U.S. Uh, The next one is Northwoods News. Uh, Wisconsin Frights, and believe it or not, Marshfield Scrap. <laughs> okay. Yes, because that where they tore down the asylum. You can't go to it anymore. They tore mm. it down, and a scrapyard is where now it is. So a scrapyard is oh, over okay. the asylum. So let's go into the history of, of this really quickly. Perfect. Before we get to the spookiness. So like I said, the location of Marshfield Scrap in Marshfield, Wisconsin, is on the former site of the Wood County Asylum. The asylum was completed on June 10th, 1910. And I always love these names. Uh, all these old-timey names. L.E. Gilson. <laughs> he was the <laughs> acting superintendent. And so the asylum could, could board up to 250 patients. And they had a staff, check this out, 19 people for 250 <laughs> patients? Wow. And there could be more. Okay. So, again, this is from the article. This is not what I'm saying, but this is hilarious. (laughs) This was not just a boarding place for the incurably insane, but it was also a place, this happens all the time, where patients performed daily form chores. Mm -hmm. And that was like an Edinburgh or Edinburgh Manor in Iowa. Yes. Um, Same thing. I, I did a story on that one. Uh, and it's just horrible. So believe it or not, they had an 18-acre garden where the patients would grow their own vegetables. They had a fruit orchard that provided okay. pears, many types of apples, raspberries, blackberries, and cherries. And I'm like, hey, this ain't so bad, right? This is okay. They're not going to get and scurvy. Also, They've got plenty yeah, of fruit. And then also they had like bee boxes to pollinate the apple trees and produce honey. They had a little farm where they had the milk and everything. And so you're thinking, oh, this ain't so bad. They also had a place where they made tobacco on the farm. 
And the <laughs> money that was raised from the farm would pay for supplies needed at the facility. So mm-hmm. at the farm and at the uh, asylum. So the other thing they had, too, was they had a greenhouse. So they built this greenhouse in 1933. And then also, <laughs> this is crazy. In 1934, I don't know who said this. I have no idea. <laughs> they considered to have the best dairy herd in the U.S. at the time. So, okay. so somebody said, hey, these crazy guys are doing great. Look <laughs> at this. They have a great dairy herd. They got bees. They got fruits and vegetables. I'm loving this place. So you're thinking, wait a minute, John. This doesn't sound so bad. This actually sounds nice. Oh, but it gets worse. <laughs> this is all like. How do I say the frosting on top of the uh, evil cake? Um, <laughs> so, so over the years, this asylum was again. It received good respect. It was fine. It was it was doing fine. But then in 1936, one of the barns burned completely down, leaving nothing behind. Now they don't know who started the fire, but they think one of the patients did because they were not happy. And these people aren't getting the proper care like we would get today. Mm-hmm. And so, well, if you have a pyromaniac, probably going to stay a pyromaniac. So he never wanted that to happen again, this L.E. Wilson, who is the superintendent. So they built a barn out of bricks, which still stands today. So they, uh, you find out here, not to give away too much, but they have four of these asylum down, so unfortunately you can't go there, Chelsea, and do it overnight. Uh, but the barn is still there. So it's okay. really weird. There's a business, and then there's this barn out of bricks in the middle of this field. And you're like, huh? So <laughs> you're probably thinking, okay, like I said, this doesn't sound too bad. They got bees and a barn and they're the best dairy herd, but let's talk about how they were treated, <laughs> okay? And hopefully oh, this will never happen again. So, electroshock therapy was used on hundreds of patients at the time. So, it was a treatment for every type of disorder, including depression, mania, which is basically, uh, you know, you, you feel a little bit you know, apprehensive about something, uh, schizophrenia, even homosexuality, and truancy. So you're late for class. I'm going to shock you, Chelsea. (laughs) You're a little depressed. I'm shocking you. I would say they got me out of like three out of four on those. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're going to be major shocked. I'm just hooking you up to the battery and leaving you. Um, So anyway, this is even worse. So again, before I before I get going on some of this stuff, if you have little kids listening, moms, dads out there, whoever, please take them out of the room. This is getting a little bit, you know, uh, how do I say R-rated for them? So, <clears throat> so the patients were shackled to a gurney and a rubber block, a block was placed in their mouth to prevent biting their tongue. And then, you know, they would put this jelly on their temples, just kind of like you see in a movie. And then they just shock them, shock them, shock them. Just <sighs> constantly. And imagine you're, Chelsea, you're strapped down on a gurney. You just had a bad day, <laughs> right? You, you're, they put this stuff and they just shock you thinking, oh, I'll make Chelsea better. So what do you think of that? that that's a good treatment. Am I right in that? <laughs> oh, you know, t- it's luxurious almost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stick my finger in the light socket after this and see what happens. <laughs> Um, so they did this for about 20 seconds. Now, if you think about 20 seconds, that's not maybe a lot, but think about being shot for 20 seconds. Okay. So then the patients would wake up about a half an hour later with a headache, sometimes broken bones, a fractured oh. vertebrae, vertebrae were common because they would just shake. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So they did this, those shocks were so intense. Someone would break their back. Some would, uh, you know, I don't know, bust some of their ribs or, or their arm or something because they would just be shaking. And, it, and they mm. stop it because they can't move to, like, say, stop and take this off because they're strapped to a gurney and they can't move. So, yeah. And that's over, like I said, depression. 
and truancy. Truancy. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. So another treatment, which this is kind of funny because today they said this is actually not a bad thing, but here this is kind of a bad thing, was ice water bath. So what they would do is they would submerge the patient. So they would grab the patient and like two guards, whoever would submerge you when you're picking and screaming underneath this ice water. And of course, <laughs> guess what? It was a massive shock to the, the, the brain. So mm-hmm. again, it would induce to gross vomiting for hours or even days. Oh. Yeah. So they shocked you and broke your arm. Now they put you into this ice bath and you vomit for days. Oh, I forgot too, Chelsea, you're going to bleed too. Oh, great. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. So there you go. Broken bones, bleeding, vomiting. It's a good day. Um, I love it. Love it. Spa treatment. Where do I go? Sign up for that party. Um, (laughs) So this practice would usually result, oh, guess what, Chelsea? In death? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, you just throw me in this. I'm not talking about ice bath like you see where maybe your doctor says, hey, you know, take some ice cubes, put some cold water in there and your bathtub and put some Epsom salt in there and this will help you. But don't stay in there too long. No, no one's holding you down. No one's physically restraining you. So I'm like, oh boy. So this continued for a long time, okay? And the funny thing is, is no one said anything about it. So there were deaths and people would just cover it up. People would just be like, mm. oh, John died. Well, he was kind of a weirdo anyway. So whatever. Throw him out. And, and they would throw these, just like you hear these other places, on unmarked graves. Wouldn't tell the family. Nothing. Hmm. The other thing I want to mention, too, is remember in these days, you could send anyone to an asylum. So let's That's say, true. let's say Chelsea, we're married, okay? And you're giving me trouble, okay? And I say, Chelsea, that's it. And I could take you to the asylum and people would be like, okay. And they yeah. would just take you. And yeah. I'd be like, yep, see ya. Nope no wife. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. And that's what happened all the time. Or people would bring their kids in. Be like, oh, I'm tired of my kid. Screw him. And, and you never hear of your kid or your wife or your husband. Typically not husbands, but mostly mm-hmm. wives and children. So why are these places haunted? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder why. They, right. They would die there, and then they would be put in on my grave. So, like, there are places with, like, Edinburgh uh, Manor in, uh, I believe, Marshfield, Iowa, that has about 150 to 200 unmarked graves. Wow. Yeah. Just all around, around the site. So this L.E. Gilson, they thought he was doing a great job because he had been the superintendent for 35 years <laughs> and just let this death and all this terrible stuff. He went, I'm doing a great job. So he retired. And then M.J. Fernando was appointed. Okay. And he took over in 1962, and he was just a short, uh, just uh, kind of administrator. You know, he had he tried to do some things, but there was not really a lot of things he could do. And the other thing too was with this under his watch. So don't think this guy, like I said, he tried to do some things, tried to help. But don't think he's a good guy because there was a rumor <laughs> that an orderly left. And moved to Chicago immediately after he killed two patients. Okay. And both patients were, and here we go, here comes the R-rated stuff, the blood stuff, were impaled in the rectum with a wooden-handled fly swatter and died later of internal injuries. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was under this guy's watch. So the other guy really sucked. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this guy sucks. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, this guy killed, this orderly killed with a fly swatter. Yes, you heard that right. A fly swatter. I guess the fly swatter had a wood handle. 
okay, whatever. And he inhaled these. Yeah, go ahead. It's just, it's like insult to injury. Like, it's one thing to impale somebody, but with a a bug killing device. Yeah. Right? And then he just goes to Chicago like, you know, oh, well, yeah. And he was never caught. Nobody knows who this guy is. Oh, my gosh. Two unsolved murder. No no idea who the guy was. So (laughs) this is what I love when I was reading about this, too. So the original design and the purpose of the facility did not fit the evolution of allowable practices. In other words, you can't dump people in cold water and (laughs) kill them with a fly swatter and shock them for 20 seconds. That's bad. (laughs) <laughs> right, Chelsea? I'm yeah. glad we're finally catching on. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is, uh, and I guess this is a relatively young age of uh, 64 years that this place was around. It was abandoned for a hmm. new facility. So, basically, they, you know, because most of these asylums, the big ones, right, go for they start in the 1800s and maybe like 2005 you know what i mean mm-hmm. <laughs> like those those stop or 19 in the 90s so this one you know was around uh about the 80s 70s something like that okay so not you know thank god someone came in and went like okay uh, we better stop this so <laughs> let me ask you a question what what do you think of this asylum it's pretty much standard right do you have any other Mm-hmm. asylum stories maybe you have researched or have heard about that are very similar to that uh it reminds me a lot of trans allegheny i don't know if you've mm. ever heard of that it's out in a uh, bit, yeah oh god where was it west virginia i want to say uh i went there on a road trip la- over in april and yeah. a lot of the history is very very similar where they were just admitting them on the 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 craziest of things and then subjecting them to this kind of uh treatment quote unquote yeah and yeah very haunted as well <laughs> oh absolutely and you know they didn't even get into things like with the lumbo- like lobotomy where you you take basically a screwdriver and a hammer and go pop <laughs> and someone up in someone's nose to cure <laughs> i don't know beat a weirdo uh, I'd be in big trouble. Uh, <laughs> you and big, me both. We're both screwed. So screwed. <laughs> um, so, since the closing of the asylum as a hospital, which they say hospital here, I'm like, nah. so it was a hospital, not to be confusing to my spooky friends. Yes, they did have a hospital there, but it wasn't really a hospital. It was kind of like, Okay, you know, we're we're an overflow from the real hospital. Let's put these guys in here. Or, you know, maybe this guy is a little crazy or something. So let's bring him over to the asylum and let's shock him a little. See if we can get get him to be better. So it's been, it was regularly ransacked by owners, treasure hunters, and other interlopers. And you say treasure hunters because a lot of people believe that Believe it or not, there were gangsters supposedly in the area who uh, would bury some of their treasure there because they know the cops wouldn't go there and they're gangsters, so they don't care. So, like, you know, so they would come in there and it'd be a good hiding spot because these people are crazy. So, if they say, Hey, I saw Chelsea and her gang put a bunch of money in, you know, underneath my bed, right? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, right? Who cares? And then you go back and you get it, right? No problem. Okay. So, here are the paranormal experiences, which, like I said, uh, really fun to do. And again, I will tell all my spooky friends, including you, Chelsea, uh, being my spooky friend now, that you can't go there. It is a strap yard, and we'll get into that. Uh, You would be trespassing, and you would be arrested. (laughs) So, please don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) So here are some of the paranormal experience there was a rumor that a maintenance man committed suicide in the tunnel and his spirit still roams in it so they'll say when there's these tunnels underneath there like in every asylum like waverly hills and you know because that's where they took the dead 
So mm-hmm. not to upset people, <laughs> which uh, I think that's kind of humorous. I have very dark humor, but I don't want to upset you seeing a dead person, but I'm going to torture you for days. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. okay. so, you know, they would go through this tunnel that's mostly in sanitariums or asylums. And there's this uh, guy in there who will either do one or two things. If you're a woman, I'm sorry, Chelsea, he will try to grab you. He will pull your Ooh. hair. He will scratch you. Um, he will be physical with you, in other words. He'll try to hurt you. Uh, doesn't like so, the ladies. Yeah, he doesn't like the ladies. So I don't know if that has something to do with suicide. With men, he doesn't like too much either. He'll try to, uh, like, you'll get shoved. You will uh, feel like this presence near you, like this foreboding presence. So it's, they said it's very, well, it's a dark tunnel, but it's also, you know, with this foreboding guy sitting down there. So not a good place to be. You shouldn't, like a lot of investigators, I guess, who got to do this before they tore everything down. I guess the tunnels are sort of still there, but you got to get a permits or something to get in there. So don't do it. And I'm sure they're pretty unsafe. Um, I don't want anyone to get hurt. So the other thing, too, is this is my favorite story. <laughs> hey, this wasn't this guy who did this. There was another custodian or maintenance worker. who One day he opened the door to the boiler room and saw the face of the devil. Ooh. Now, you think you would run, right? I'd run. It's the devil. <laughs> no, this guy said, it's on, devil. <laughs> and he jumped in and attacked it. Uh, well, it didn't go too well. <laughs> and yes, the devil won. Duh, it's the devil. It's the devil. But nobody knows where his body was taken to. So hmm. we found this guy, and people have said, this is kind of interesting, that they've seen like evil spirits in the face of the devil before. But, and they told this guy that, by the way. Mm-hmm. You know, don't go in the boiler room. We've seen this. Uh, you know, people are just, and they're crazy, right? So come on. Really, is there a devil? I'm not going to believe you, right? Especially if you're just a normal person. You're like, mm-hmm. But anyway, when they found his body, the weird thing was they don't know where the body is anymore. So when they went down to get it and, you know, give it back to the family and everything, nobody knows what happened to it. Like, huh. it was like a mystery. It was like, the family was like, hey, where's Joe? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so either they lost it, which is very common in that those days where they just lost bodies for whatever reason, or the devil took it as his little yeah. trophy. <laughs> That's what I was but, thinking. All right, Chelsea, I'm putting you on the spot. You see Satan. What do you do? Uh, I'd probably book it, to be honest. Okay, see? <laughs> <laughs> right? I scream like a little girl, and I run. So that's <laughs> the only thing I do. Scream like a little girl. And I'm not ashamed of saying that. Um, so, no shame in that game. <laughs> so the other thing, too, is two patients uh, were killed in the tunnel between the main building and the farm. And they also haunt the tunnel. And you got to remember, and the tunnel is where you get rid of your problems. You know what I'm Mm. saying? So nobody knows who really killed him. This was different from the other guy who used the fly swatter. Um, This was different uh, because these people uh, were were found dead there, and they were patients, and nobody knows who killed them. They're guessing a guard or somebody, or one of the other patients. Not really sure. But they also haunt the area, too, and they've been known to surround you. So this is even scarier. So, you know, I don't know if you've ever been, well, let's just say a nice thing. So you're at a bar, right, or a restaurant, and, you know, sometimes you go and there's two people next to you and you're trying to get to whatever. But imagine these two forces, you know, right next to you. And some people have said that they felt like they're being how do I say, like, squeezed by them? Okay. Like, they're just trying to squeeze them. Uh, and, yes, they've been hair pulling and scratches and everything. But when they, again, the, the main thing is people, they said they can't move. Like, they tried to Ugh. take a step, 
And it's like people holding now, like two people holding now from getting them the uh, you know stop uh, not to move. I wonder if it's and like the the like orderlies, like be. holding 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 you down. You know, could be, could be. That's a good guess. And this is the worst of all. I I will tell you, Chelsea. If I ever see a young girl apparition, <laughs> I'm out. Yes, <laughs> and I'll tell you why. So the spirit of this cute little girl with long dark hair, um, she'll appear in the tunnels. She'll also appear in the windows. Well, when there were windows, uh, but she also appears in the window supposedly of this Marshfield scrap building, the office building. And I'll get mm. into that a little bit here. But she seems to be a friendly spirit. I call bullshit on that one because <laughs> everybody knows that a demon usually starts as a cute little girl crying. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, where's my daddy? And then you're like, oh, sweetie, it's okay. And then, ah, and then <laughs> right? And exactly. Dead. Right? Exactly. So, one of the things, uh, what was weird was that it wasn't until 2005 that they didn't, uh, do demolition of this. So like I said, people went in there all the time to look around and to try to find things and stuff like that. Um, and here's the other thing too. It was really weird. Like people would take hardwood, hardwood floors, but also that what they didn't realize was asbestos was underneath the floors for whatever reason. So a lot of people got sick and oh, a lot no. of people claim that this is part of the reason they saw the apparitions, but mm. I don't know. That. To me, I thought that was an interesting fact. You, you're trying to take these hardwood floors out of a. By the way, always remember: never, ever, ever take anything out of a haunted building because it could be cursed, right? Those exactly. floors could be full of dark energy, and like, by the way, I don't know. I just think that's weird. So there's there's your tip for today, Chelsea. You gotta <laughs> do that. So one of the other things, too, was, and this is the cool thing. I've never heard of this, and I'm going to ask you if you hear this, Chelsea. Although the building was abandoned for many years, there were no spider webs, uh, any other bugs, rats, mice in the building. Also, most abandoned buildings would have, like, uh, like frost or something or, you know, whatever. No, nothing. Huh. No frost, no bugs, no rats, no mice, nothing, no spider webs. What do you think of that? That's just bizarre. Hmm. Have you ever heard of that? No, I haven't. Right? I, huh. How was that? How's that possible? How's that? How, no spider webs. No, that's where people were shocked because. Normally, you go into the building. There's a big fat rat chasing you around. And mm-hmm. like, oh, <laughs> um, but no, nothing, hmm. nothing. And people can't to this day can't figure that out. Like that's you know, no spider webs. Yeah, no, nothing, no bugs at all. So I'm like, yikes! That to me is scary. Mm-hmm. So the other thing too, when engineers and stuff who were tearing down the building, they had to take pictures of the asylum for And when they took pictures of it, there was always a white fog over the asylum in their picture. Always. And they would see faces and windows. They would see like uh, mist, things like that. So obviously a lot of people thought that this is what the people who died at the Mm. asylum but I don't know if you've heard of that too with pictures where, and maybe you, have you ever taken a picture and seen like a little white fog or anything on it? I have not, but I've, I've heard of it happening and I've seen uh, like supposed photos online, but I've never personally had it happen and I'm kind of bummed mm. about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dang new cameras, stupid <laughs> phones. I um, know it. Uh, uh, but the funny thing was, there were no bugs or anything, but there were hobos <laughs> and there were <laughs> transients and trespassers uh, um, who would, they found like all this stuff from them. 
But here's the thing that they found that I thought was really uh, scary, too. It appeared that someone was trying to summon a demon or performing a satanic ritual because there were pools of blood, pools of blood leading from different rooms and down the hallways. Also, there were bloody handprints on the wall, like someone Mm. dragging their hand uh, covered in blood. And someone had sacrificed chickens and other small animals, and their blood was spread everywhere. Mm. So people think, you know, it was used for some type of other satanic uh, rituals and stuff. And and that's you know that's the thing too, and that's really scary to walk in there and see handprints of blood everywhere. Right? H- have you heard? Have you done heard of that with any of your stories? Uh, any blood handprints or anything like that on the walls or places that shouldn't be? <laughs> no bloody handprints, but it does remind me a little bit of um, Bobby Mackey's out in Kentucky. Bobby they say before it became the honky tonk, uh, when it was still a slaughterhouse that people mm-hmm. would go in there and perform satanic rituals and mm-hmm. toss the corpses of these sacrifices down the well that was there. And that's where the source of all this demonic activity came from. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I, that's on my bucket list. Same. <laughs> right. Yeah, maybe we'll have to do a road trip together. Yeah, um, exactly. So one of the things too is again before this was demolished, and I don't know why they let them do this, but okay, uh, they let people go in there, like I said, and so supposedly people got some good EVPs, mm. uh, got some other things, some really good pictures. I have not found them. I've been trying to research so I can put them up on my site. Um, hopefully, I could find them, especially EVPs. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things too is. They uh, would warn people too in the tunnels that they would flood. So again, you have to be really careful and stuff. Hmm. But one of the things that these people say, a group of uh, in the paranormal investigators said that half the building and half the floors were gone from people taking them. But they say it was a very rainy day, and apart from the ceiling, the top floor caved in. Why they were on the lower floor? And they described it as a little scary when they were doing this investigation. But when it when the roof caved in and nearly got on these paranormal investigators, they heard this EVP supposedly saying uh, the, something to the effect of like "look out" or "escape" or something to that effect. Whoa! Like someone was trying to warn them, yeah, that the roof is about to cave in. So that was a nice thing. Yeah. Um, and I'll try to find that EVP and see if I can find them. Um, and, and one of the things, too, there were a group of students in there running around and stuff. And they they swear they've heard weird noises. They also said there were like these um, red eyes that popped out of nowhere and like were staring at them. It's supposed hmm. to have pictures of that, too. Um, the other thing is in now, like I said, it's now Marshfield Strap. Um, security guards will not, and I repeat, will not make rounds at night. They refuse. Because every huh. security guard that has made rounds at night in the strap yard, they see ghosts, they hear noises, they hear footsteps, they uh, have seen what uh, uh, apparitions, all this stuff. Now these guys quit after a week. So now they have said, okay, <laughs> no one do a night shift. <laughs> You know, we got to keep somebody on. The other thing they say is really weird is, so the asylum had a bell to uh, let a guest in. So you'd ring this bell, mm-hmm. then you'd open the door to let people in, which is like an office that just has a buzzer. And I don't know why they did this, Chelsea, but they took the bell from the asylum. When did I tell you? <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> and they put it. In their office, it's kind of like to show people, hey, look at this little memento, you know, it's pretty cool. Oh, no. each time there's a car at the gate of this strap yard or a car going through or a car leaving, the bell goes off. Here's the thing. The bell's hooked up to nothing. It's not hooked up to anything. It's just a bell sitting there. 
and it goes off every time. That's crazy. So it, will, it will just ring too. Like people will be in the office and they'll be doing their work and it will just start ringing. And so they'll hmm. like, at first they thought somebody hooked it up and they're like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's a good idea. And then they went over there and they're like, uh, <laughs> it's not hooked up to anything. What's going on here? Wild. Um, also, strange images appear on the surveillance camera. So a lot of these people, you know, you have to look at, they'll look at their tapes, those security guards and stuff and check. And they'll see like spirits walking and everything like that. Hmm. Also, they have all these strange interference on the computer. Um, they said this one lady swore she said she was doing her work and all of a sudden her um, computer blacked out, which is no big deal. Sometimes your computer just goes. But then a face of this man just came on the screen, started going on the screen, and look, he looked like gaunt and haggard, whatever you want to say, and then he went away. Um, <laughs> so that's the Wood County Asylum. What do you think? That was creepy. I loved yeah. it. Uh, now I have to ask, I always ask all my guests this, Chelsea, what do you think? Haunted or not haunted? I think considering the history, it has to be haunted. I agree. <laughs> I agree. And especially we're dealing with um, people like, it, they're not making any money off of saying, mm-hmm. hey, this bell rings or I see stuff on the surveillance camera. Right. Or whatever. Right. You know, it's just like, okay. Um, I had uh, one of these things kind of related story to this is, my friend, he does consultant work. He's a computer consultant. So he goes all over the country and just tells people, basically, fix your computer. Uh, <laughs> he gets paid a lot of money for saying nice. that, I guess. So he traveled. He, he tells me a story when he was in New Orleans. And in New Orleans, typically, newer businesses do not have, can't afford new building. So they mm-hmm. are typically in homes. Or areas uh, where were there former bars or something like that. And he told me that when he got in there, he was showing this video of this uh, dark figure in the basement. Because they had surveillance cameras all around the place because it had to deal with IT, you know, mm. a lot of computer stuff. So they had servers in the basement. Uh, and they would see it constantly. So they brought my friend in thinking he can fix this like you know and to them and people in new orleans are kind of like eh, been there done that you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> you know they've seen a lot of stuff but these guys were convinced now nah, they're saying the spirit this is so my buddy says he sits down he looks at the footage and he goes i think that's a ghost or something because <laughs> he's <laughs> like me and the guys look at him they go that is not a ghost. I know ghosts. I've seen ghosts. It's not a ghost. There's something wrong with the, with the setup. And this is the fun part. So they go to my buddy. So go downstairs and, you know, start playing around the servers and stuff. And my, my buddy, he calls me. This is so funny. He calls me. And he goes, what do I do? And I'm like, what do you mean? What do, I, what do you do? He goes, I think I'm going to go downstairs and be attacked by a shadow person. So what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Why are you asking me? He goes, you're the paranormal guy. You should know. But anyway, uh, yeah, so he just saw this crazy stuff on there. And he went, he did go downstairs. He wasn't, thankfully, wasn't attacked by a shadow person. But he looked around and he, you know, re whatever the heck he did, reset everything and, and did everything. It's a call two weeks later. Hey, whatever you did didn't work. Um, still seeing that shadow. So, so my buddy That's was like, Look, I'm, not, I'm not coming out again. Get a priest or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to tell you. I've done everything I can. Uh, but just imagine that. You're seeing that every day you come to work. You just see that. That's just crazy. Uh, <gasps> and that's why I think, again, this place has to be haunted. Probably, like I said, full of Mark Graves and other things like that. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I really like this one. And, like, like, like I said to all my Midwest folks and all my spooky friends who have listened to my show, is the Midwest is full of stories like this, right? Mm-hmm. That's just crazy. Uh, it's just, you know, so many great stories and everything. So, 
before I go, I have to ask the other question to you. Give me three names, three places, I should say, on your paranormal bucket list that you um, want to investigate. Okay. Um, I've already been to Trans-Allegheny, but I didn't get to do a proper investigation. So that's probably okay. really high up there. Um, I... Hmm. I'd really love to go to the Madison Seminary. I think that's in Ohio. Yeah. Um, and then I just did uh, a Halloween special and I covered nice. the Whispers Estate in Indiana. And that sounds Check that out. crazy. Nice. Nice. Uh, mine is Bobby Mackey's. That's oh, the yeah. first one. I, I definitely want to do that. Uh, believe it or not, the Vanderbilt Mansion, uh, I was doing business in South Carolina, and I took a tour of this. It's an all-day tour. If you Google Vanderbilt Mansion, it's crazy. The, the place is huge. Huh. They have secret doors. They have secret rooms. I mean, you have, they start you at the tour at Chelsea at 8 o'clock, and they finish at 6 o'clock. Wow. You got to take a break. That's how big the house is. <laughs> so that's nuts I'm like, I definitely want to check that out and then I want to stay a little close to Wisconsin and I want to go to which I'm going to do one of these days is going to Plainfield home of Ed Gein the butcher yes. of Plainfield um, his house was burned down supposedly by whatever an accident because uh, a guy wanted to turn that into a museum and when the guy wanted to turn this into a museum, the next day or next week, it suddenly just caught on fire and burned down. And nobody knows who did it. But the area around there in Plainfield, and it's about two hours away from me. So mm. I wanted to go there and do an investigation. So his where his house sit or was sitting, um, there's still remnants of it and everything. But it's supposed to be really haunted. And, and I really, bet. Really bad. So, awesome. So, Chelsea, thank you so much. I could talk to you for hours. You're awesome. <laughs> I love your podcast. Thank Please, you. my spooky friends, you know, make sure you listen to Chelsea's podcast. You're going to love it. She's fun and funny. Uh, I will put all the links and everything like that so people can uh, like uh, know where you are and catch up. Uh, so, before we go, we always say the same thing uh, each time. Say hi to your ghost. Hello, ghost. So, you know, we're trying to be friendly. And stay spooky. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Chelsea. Thank you so much. This is so fun. Yeah.